Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Hey there, folks. This is Matt Welch, sports editor of Star Local Media, and thank you for checking out this rapid reaction edition of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. Let's talk about my game from Friday night. I was out of Clark Stadium in Plano to cover some District 9-6A football between Plano Senior and McKinney. A, uh, a matchup, certainly with uh, with no shortage of backstory with the Lions having won the past two outings against the Wildcats. Uh, McKinney coming into this game looking for its first win of the season, and they get just that. <laughs> That's right. McKinney, uh, McKinney is able to make a little bit of a, a nice little milestone for first-year head coach Marcus Shavers. They pick up their first win under their new head coach following a 17-7 victory over the Wildcats. This is now the third consecutive win by McKinney over Plano Senior. 17-7, the fewest points the Wildcats have scored versus McKinney since, as far back as I can tell, since 1937. So, uh, it has been a minute. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's see. This one, um, you know, with the win, McKinney improves to 1-5 on the season, 1-2 in district play. They are tied in the district standings with Plano, which dropped to 1-2. Um, in district and two and four overall on the year. Um, wow, where to begin with this one? Uh, this is a game where this boy, there, there was not a whole, there was not much separation between these two teams, at least from my vantage point on uh, on Friday. I mean, neither offense was um, was auditioning for a beauty pageant, so to speak. There were a combined three hundred and sixty eight yards of offense between these two teams. 368. Like I'm pretty sure both Plano East and Allen eclipsed that total on their own in their game just about 15 minutes north. Um, you know, Plano totaled 239 yards of offense. McKinney just 129. Consider that McKinney won a game in which they totaled 129 yards of offense. Um, you know, both defenses were stellar in this game. Both defenses really were. Um, you know, you, Plano. I mean. You know, Plano held McKinney to just 129 yards of offense. McKinney only averaged just a shade over two and a half yards per play. Um, Plano held Cordrick Dunn, the third leading rusher in the Metroplex among 6A programs, to just 92 yards on 23 carries. Up front, Plano was exemplary, specifically players like Keon Hurst, John Sharp. I mean, Keon Hurst is, uh, listen, we still got a lot. We still got, you know, about a month left in the regular season. Um, Keon Hurst has to be in the district's defensive player of the year candidacy by year end. I mean, he is—he has been a uh, just an absolute workhorse on the defensive line for Plano Senior, and just uh, was very, very impactful in helping keep McKinney's offense in check for the most part. Um, you know, McKinney did great in its own right, slowing down Plano. You know, even though Plano outgained McKinney by 120 yards overall, 79 of Plano's yards came on the opening drive. And then 64 yards came on their final drive. So that's 143 yards um, out of 239, meaning that on Plano's other seven drives on Friday night, they only totaled 96 yards of offense. So um, a, a rough go for both offenses. This one essentially boiled down to three things from my vantage point. As cliche as it is to say, 
execution, <laughs> execution, um, the inability of Plano to the inability of the Plano offense to sustain drives, and then of course special teams. Um, when I say execution, I mean all of your little hallmarks that you look at when you're just trying to you know try to figure out who won that, uh, who gets the check mark in that column. Uh, you know, McKinney won the turnover battle 2-0, including a just an absolutely spectacular highlight reel one-handed interception in the fourth quarter by Andrew Pitts. Um, McKinney was the much cleaner unit on special teams, as I will get to later on. Um, penalties weren't a big player in this game. There were only nine penalties total, just five on Plano, so... Not at the surface, you know, it didn't appear that penalties were a huge factor, but the timing of a couple of the flags was very critical. Specifically in Plano's case, on Plano's opening drive, hands down their most meaningful and productive drive of the game up until their, you know, their last minute score in the fourth quarter, um, Plano marched down the field on McKinney to begin this game. The run game was clicking, Cody Chris, Kyron Cumbie, Cole Annette all chipping in. They were able to get down into the red zone. Plano rips off a 10-yard touchdown run by Cody Chris but it's called back on an illegal block. So right out of the gates, you're set back 15 yards after apparently after appearing to get a, uh, an opening drive touchdown. I think just for momentum's sake, considering that Plano has played these previous two games against McKinney from behind, pretty much from the get-go, um, you just wonder, just from a sheer emotion standpoint, how, um, how different this game looks um, if Plano is able to score on that first drive. Nevertheless, they are set back by an illegal block penalty. They end up having to settle for a field goal attempt that misses wide. So a drive where Plano consumed nearly half of the first quarter, they come away empty-handed, and that just kind of was a, a bit of a harbinger of things to come, where just Plano could not just seem to get things right with its offense um, throughout Friday's game. Even instances where, you know, everything was everything falls into place. You know, Plano had a sequence early in the fourth quarter where they're uh, they're down 10-0. They're um, you know, they're in McKinney territory, lining up to go for it on fourth down. Colwinette lobs a picture perfect deep ball, but it's dropped in the end zone. A 35-yard touchdown does not happen. Plano turns it over on downs, and by that point you kind of had a feeling that, oh, well, that just it just isn't Plano's night. <laughs> um, the inability of uh, of Plano's offense to sustain drives. I mean, this was a crucial one because Plano, like I said, they outgained McKinney by 120 yards and granted 239 is, you know, by no means a hallmark night moving the ball. Um, nevertheless, though, they did advance into McKinney territory on five drives on Friday. Five drives and they totaled seven points. Um, McKinney's defense had a lot to do with that, though. They um, they were spectacular defending the run. I should I mean I'd say I mean especially on third downs. You know, Plano was just one of ten converting third downs. They were stopped numerous times in short yardage situations. Um, the run game, you know, it totaled 121 yards for Plano. 121 yards, just a shade over four and a half yards per carry. Um, but like I mentioned, that opening drive, you know, Plano marched down the field on McKinney. Their first seven carries, all on that drive totaled 71 yards of offense um, and then so you get you get 71 yards of offense on your first seven carries the next ninth the final 19 carries for Plano on Friday night they totaled 50 yards so after that opening drive there was really no running room whatsoever for any of the any of Plano's stable of running backs. Um, you know, Kyron Cumby just continuing to be brought down in the backfield just was not the running lanes just flat out weren't there for him. You know, Cody Christ had a strong drive early on. You know, he was he kind of fell victim to the same thing as the game wore on. Ditto for Tylen Hines. There just was no room for Plano to run and. 
the fact of the matter is, you know, if you're Plano, you just it, the the routes to victory for this Plano team just shrink infinitesimally if they're just not able to establish the run game and they're not able to sustain offensive drives. And having now seen them, you know. You know, since Plano's run game has kind of been a bit of a, a bit of a, a rough, it's been going through a bit of a rough patch over the past month. Um, you know, I saw them against Allen. Um, they had a tough time moving the ball on the ground against Allen, but that's the, that's Allen. So there's got to be that caveat. Um, Coming in against McKinney, though, that was I was a little surprised to see just the uh, just the lack of running room that Plano was afforded in um, in that game on Friday. Like I said, started off strong. You know, they're averaging ten yards per carry their first seven carries of the game, but their next nineteen they only totaled fifty yards, end up with just one hundred and twenty one um, on the total. Kyron Cumbie's run for more than that in a quarter <laughs> throughout his, his time on varsity. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just. Plano was able to move the ball into McKinney territory, but sustaining drives a, uh, a rough spot for, uh, for Plano on, uh, on Friday. And then special teams. Um, you know, McKinney, McKinney managed to feed off of a, a couple special teams miscues by Plano, two ones that directly led to, uh, you know, to McKinney touchdowns. Um, in the second quarter, Plano mishandles a punt that McKinney ends up taking over at the Wildcats' 24-yard line. They later convert that into a nine-yard touchdown run by quarterback Kelvin Thomas for a 7-0 lead. That um, that was the margin at the uh, at the break. And then midway through the fourth quarter, with um, with McKinney up 10-0. You know, Plano gets the ball back, but they muff the punt. McKinney takes over at the Plano 18-yard line. And then moments later, Kelvin Thomas and Isaiah Wallace hooked up for an 11-yard touchdown for a 17-0 lead that put the nail in the coffin for this one. Um, and then, I, obviously, I mentioned that they uh, they missed a field goal on their opening series. So um, this is now the second straight, second time this season that you can look at a game you know on Plano's end and say, you know what, special teams was you know potentially the deciding factor in this game. Um, I think back to that opener against Hebron and Plano's difficulties, um, you know, converting uh, you know converting extra points and the like, um, and again that they lost by one point um and then friday against mckinney again plano's defense did more than enough to hold a bit's end of the deal <laughs> i mean mckinney really only it, you know, mckinney really only had one true sustained scoring drive and that was in the third quarter when they marched down um and got a uh, you know a field goal from seth cox they made it 10-0 other than that mckinney's only two touchdown drives were a direct consequence of um of a couple special teams miscues by plano so in a game where again there wasn't a whole lot that separated these two teams on paper um it was just it simply just boils down to uh, again it's cliche as I'll get out to say this but the team that makes fewer mistakes and Plano made more than enough mistakes to give a team that was 0-5 hitting into Friday's game uh, enough rope to uh, to score the upset and um, yeah I mean what an impressive what, what a milestone win for McKinney to pick up their first win under Marcus Shavers it had been a you know a a long time coming for McKinney this season. I mean, I was warned heading into this game by uh, by coaches around the district that McKinney was was better than the record indicated. To not you know to not sleep on McKinney, but nevertheless, um, if you're Plano, I think this has to be a pretty frustrating setback for them. I mean, considering that um, a this is a home game. B um, you know again, say what you will about you know what McKinney has shown these first two weeks. The optics of losing to an zero and five team are just never going to be favorable, you know, externally. And you had this. The fact is. Both these teams are coming off their bye week, and you know, head coach Jadon McCullough was adamant, you know, when talking to him last week during the bye that 
I mean, they got to work immediately preparing on McKinney. I mean, they had two weeks to uh, to prepare for this one, and then to go out and you know have a game where just the uh, you know the offense and the special teams just have uh, have performances like that. That's that has to be a frustrating one for Plano, both internally and externally. Um, looking big picture, though, especially because now for Plano, that road to the playoffs is tough. I mean, it is. It is tough. <laughs> this was um, so they obviously get Plano East next week. A Plano East team that is going to be f- flat out pissed. After I'm sure after uh, after what happened against Allen, then they have games against Jesuit, a McKinney Boyd team that looks much improved since the start of district play, and Prosper. So all teams that are either tied with. Plano in the standings or above them in the standings. This game against McKinney was the last time that Plano is going to see a team most likely that was below them in the standings coming into it. Um, so Plano, uh, they're going to have to score a couple upsets. They're probably going to have to win at least you know at least two, maybe three of those games to uh, to to be able to squeak into the playoffs. And even then, you might be getting into tiebreakers and whatnot. But Plano's road to the playoffs got much tougher following this loss on Friday. And, you know, with McKinney, again, like they had been, they've had moments of brilliance, you know, prior to Friday night. One little statistic that just really caught my eye that um, you'd think this this wouldn't be, a, you know, this wouldn't be the case for a team that had been 0-5. McKinney has scored first in all but one game this season. And that was against Allen. Um, and even then, they were still able to score in the first quarter against the Eagles, if I recall. Um, yeah, McKinney had somehow managed to score the first points in five of its first six games, including Friday night. Um, so you've had like instances where they've been game early on. It was just these games kind of got away from them in the second half. You know, on Friday they were able to nurse a 7-0 lead. And again, even though the offense just it did not have you know statistically a, a banner night, it did just enough. It controlled the clock just enough. And Plano made just enough mistakes to give McKinney enough rope to run this thing out. And again, they pitched it. They essentially pitched a shutout. You know, Plano finally got on the board with about 41 seconds to go after a one-yard touchdown run by Cody Christ. They were shut out of this, of this game though for essentially 47 and a half minutes. Um, so yeah, I mean, this game could not have been scripted any more in McKinney's favor. And credit to the Lions, man, they capitalized big time. Um, let's see some uh, some statistics from this one before I get out of here. Uh, let's see. Uh, like I said, there was just not exactly a, uh, a fantasy football showcase either team. Let's see. You had uh, for McKinney, um, you know, Kelvin Thomas goes four of six through the year for 31 yards and a touchdown. Um, Cordrick Dunn, 23 carries, 92 yards. Um, and then let's see. Isaiah Wallace was McKinney's leading receiver. He had three catches for 21 yards, including the the uh, the coffin nails touchdown late in the fourth quarter. Uh, for Plano, you had uh, Colwyn Nett going 11 of 21 for 107 yards, um, no touchdowns, just one pick. That uh, that highlight reel grab by Andrew Pitts. Cody Christ led all Plano rushers with 46 yards and a touchdown on just seven carries. Kyron Cumby, 12 carries, 45 yards. Talon Hines, three carries, 32. yards. Yards. Heinrich Adriance, he leads all receivers. He has five catches for 63 yards, the bulk coming on Plano's last-minute touchdown drive. Kyron Cumby has five catches for 34 yards. So... Yeah, we'll see what uh we'll see what is in store. What happens with this one? Like I said, um, you know a a milestone win for McKinney. Be always big to get that first win under a new head coach. 
you know, we'll see if they can uh, build on it next week. They, um, they're actually going to be back at Clark Stadium against Plano West, a Plano West team that is still looking for its first win in the season. Plano, meanwhile, they get to renew their rivalry with Plano East. That game is going to be at Kimbrough Stadium at the same time, Friday, 7 o'clock. Um, that'll do it for this edition of the Rapid Reaction Podcast. Um, you can check out my game story at starlocalmedia.com. And otherwise, folks, this has been Matt Walter, Star Local Media. You enjoy the rest of your weekend, and I will talk to you all later. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.